Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Cross-Rip Podcast for the week of April 29th, 2019. Thanks for spending your time with us. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about the Ghostbusters IDW one-shots. Yes, all four comic books collectively, we'll be talking about our thoughts about those. We'll also be talking about the uh, most recent FanFest information, uh, including a few surprise announcements, but not necessarily the ones that we were expecting. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Basically, today... Uh, somewhere in Alberta, uh, someone went into a 7-Eleven and they have Ghostbusters uh, oh, 35th cups. I, I want those. Yeah. Why, why is 7-Eleven in Canada getting all of this cool stuff? Well, I don't know. It hasn't made it here yet. I was quite literally at the optometrist next door to the neighborhood 7-Eleven <laughs> and I ran in and I couldn't find them. They got all they have is Detective Pikachu stuff. Oh, so maybe um, it's preemptive to like May or June when anniversary is rolling around. Maybe or I don't know. So I don't know how. I really don't know. It's 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 so left field and the it it popped out of nowhere and literally nobody seems to know whether like why this one store has it and hmm. can't. Other stores are kind of lost on it because this is the other thing too. Like, they have their promotion stuff going on, and right now that's Detective Pikachu. Seven Eleven has signed some sort of deal because you can play Detective Pikachu Pokemon games on the Seven Eleven app and come into the store and be a Detective Pikachu to detect things and win <laughs> prizes, and then go have a Detective Pikachu Slurpee. And they have. Well, I didn't even see special cups for it. No, that's not true. They had cappers, like special cup cappers or straws or something like that. But yeah, the point is, is that when you're doing one of those, you don't typically tend to have another. So I'm the only other thing I can think of is like, does it have something to do with the shooting announcement? But how would that work? Like, oh yeah, maybe why, like why now? Is and, getting them. Um, well, I mean, was it like two months ago? There was the announcement that 7-Eleven was going to do the Ghostbusters World tie-ins. You know, how they were going to have the yeah. portals that were exclusive to 7-Eleven. In Canada, and, right? Yeah, uh, so I wonder if there is there is some sort of a promotional thing between 7-Eleven Canada and Sony. And maybe this, this one 7-Eleven got some of the cups before they were supposed to. And they're waiting yeah. for... Because Detective Pikachu comes out sh- shortly and not... not too much uh, uh it, it's this weekend or something like that or next weekend after, or i, I think yeah. it has a little distance on avengers endgame but what's um, that 
doesn't like they they wanted to give themselves like at least a week for people to see Avengers. You know, you don't want to go up against Avengers. What are you talking about? Oh, that that thing, like that, that Avengers. Movie. Is there a new Avengers movie? No. Oh, okay. Damn. Um, it's either that or it somehow is related to that Ghostbusters world thing, and hmm. do you know what I mean? But because the fact of the matter is, is I never saw. Again, it was like Canada. 7-Eleven Canada had this Ghostbusters World thing. I went looking, never found nothing. So it was like, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe it's, maybe no, it's no. Uh, isolated to certain places, or or like the Dollar General, um, the tote bags that everybody <laughs> was looking for too. Those those are yeah, uh, yeah, pretty yeah. good looking, but like four stores got them. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Where did they we come have from? Struck, we have struck a deal with 7-Eleven Canada. All right, how big of a deal are we talking? Oh shoot, it says two stores. <laughs> oh nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Literally one right on the uh, New Jersey Canada border. I don't know. We're we're terrible at reading contracts. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, well, we'll yeah. see. T- time will tell. If people start seeing them, I think it was uh, it was just today as we're recording this that somebody spotted one. So maybe they'll start yeah. uh, trickling out into the wild more. But um, it's yeah. very nice. It's uh, black with a silhouetted cityscape around the bottom and then yeah like the classic logo with that, uh, that 35 slime boogery 35 yeah, yeah. boogery 35 <laughs> that's a great either bar name or <laughs> boogery, 35. boogery 35 that's uh that's my <laughs> that's my craft uh craft beer <laughs> uh, uh restaurant slash bar <laughs> boogery, boogery 35, 35. Yeah. Oh, I, I had the best craft beer the other night at Boogery Thirty Five. There was 35. a food truck there, and yeah, they're all how to describe it savory. Do you know what I mean? I can't quite put <laughs> uh, my finger on it. <laughs> boo, boo, earn, sir. Uh, kind, uh, of, kind of umami, but uh, so familiar. I can't quite, can't quite put my finger bleh. on it anyway. or up my nose. <laughs> hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. So, Chris, as we record this, our friends at the Yes Have Some podcast have secured yet another interview with the Wizard World folks about FanFest. Um, yes. Because of the timing, you and I have not listened to what was said. Um, so, uh, Go go check out whatever uh, whatever they have on their uh, their podcast this week because there's probably some some details some juicy stuff in there. Um, secured and secured an interview. Secured an interview. Sort of like the same way you, you secure I don't know a cat that got loose from the house. There's a lot of running around, <laughs> yelling, uh, and spinning plates and. Uh, <laughs> Some yeah. yakety sacks. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so let's let's talk about FanFest. We'll talk about FanFest uh, obliviously to whatever was uh, revealed in said interview, uh, because I do want to talk about all of the brand new guests that were just announced for FanFest. Uh, very exciting stuff. Uh, uh, Lou Ferrigno, <laughs> Byling, uh, the woman who played Wednesday Adams in the original okay. Adams Family. Uh, Lisa Loring is a treat. You be nice. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and a goth icon. Let's be honest. I know um, it's true. It's true. It's just it's uh, so. Okay. Well, you're 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 talking about wave two, and what what we kind of you and I need to back up to is in 
a fantastic turn of timing. Uh, we we even missed out on Wave 1 last time. Yeah, we missed uh, out on Wave 1, and that's what I thought we were going to be talking about this week. And then this happened. So then let's, there's, well, let's, okay. talk about the, let's talk about the fun <laughs> stuff. Let's talk about Wave 1, and then we can get into Let, let's talk whatever about the hell the, Wave the 2 wave, is. The Wave 1 Sunday with yeah. the odd Wave 2 sprinkles on top. <laughs> Okay. okay, let's do let's do that. So uh, yes, right after we recorded last week, uh, of course, in true to form fashion, uh, Thursday morning, the big announcement went up with a, a total of um, oh boy, twenty uh, some guests uh, that were added to the the fan fest lineup. Uh, many of them we we assumed would be there because they did say they were going to have panels, you know, talking about the special effects and behind the scenes and things like that. So obviously, you need those those experts there to talk about it. Um, so people like Richard Edlin, Steve Johnson, Tim Lawrence, Mark Brian Wilson, Robin Shelby, um, all of those people that we figured should be there could could and should be at FanFest, mm-hmm. uh, both for the photo and um, autograph opportunities, yeah. but also for the panels to talk about their experiences. And um, we, a, we knew that list. they were coming. Yeah. Steve, Stephen Tash, Jennifer Runyon. Um, well, and there were a few names on there that I was not expecting. And that's, that's kind of why I was like, Oh yeah, of course, of course, Steve Johnson, Steve Johnson okay. has to be there to talk about Slimer. Um, yeah. the ones that I was not <laughs> expecting, uh, Tom Morga was one of them. That's right. Uh, Harold Ramis stunt double from the stunt first double. film. If people have seen that infamous photo of, uh, Every once in a while, somebody does like a BuzzFeed list of actors and their stunt doubles. And uh, interestingly, that one always makes the list. It's yeah. And it's such an odd one because you don't think of Ghostbusters as a stunt-heavy movie. Well, but, uh, and we've seen such great photos of, of he and Harold next to one another uh, from the original film. And he, he was a, 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 a ringer. I mean, he, he looked like Harold Ramis. Like, yeah. Size, build, hair, everything. He was the perfect stunt double for, for Harold Ramis. Um so he he was one of those that was like, oh, that's that's interesting. I would also say uh, Timothy Carhart was another one that I was like, really? Oh, that's mm. fun. I didn't yep. expect Timothy Carhart to show up. Um, you know, few that I felt like were missing. Uh, Peter McNichol, who a couple people on on Twitter reached out to him to see if he was going to come, and he said he had not heard about it, unfortunately. Um, but he had a conflicting well, thing anyway, yeah. so. Uh, and and Peter McNichol is always kind of the reclusive uh, Ghostbusters uh, participant, so didn't expect him. Um, I don't. I was hoping like Dennis Murin. I was hoping a little. Uh, there is some Ghostbusters two love. You know, you've got your your Nunzio brothers who will both be there. Uh, but you know, somebody like Dennis Murin. God, can you imagine like Dennis Murin and Richard Edlin talking to each other about special effects in the 1980s before the digital. Uh, age when everything was photochemical. God, that would be I, that. I would pay for that. It'll be. That's my my lo-fi impression of, the, well, <laughs> of I, those two. I mean, the wonderful. Like the, the thing about the two of them is, you know, Richard Edlund loved doing everything yeah. photochemically, and then Dennis Murin was one of the people, the rare people that embraced the digital age. And of course, with Jurassic Park yeah. and all of those movies, really knocked it out of out of the park. But he was uh, he was one of the old guard that uh, basically helped open the door for uh, yeah the yeah it was the new era op- open and receptive to it. Um, but anyway, so I, those were the ones that were surprised or that. I wished would have been on there, um, but uh, I mean, and and the good news. So uh, 
to correspond with all of these guests, yes, all of their photo ops and autograph uh, tickets are up for sale as well. So you can, if you want to make sure that you get uh, like Richard Edlund's uh, autograph or you get an opportunity to sit and shake his hand, um, you can buy that. Uh, it's like a $55 ticket, I want to say. Um, yeah, it is uh, for basically everybody. Yeah, yeah, um, which is which is great. And they also added up... Uh, um, some of the other add-ons for the uh, like the photo package, you can actually buy the Ghostbusters 1984 uh, cast photo. That's that was actually one of the biggest draws for the upper class uh, packages uh, now for three hundred dollars. So if if you've got that general admission ticket and you want to get the uh, photo op with the entire whoever is there from the original Ghostbusters cast, uh, you can you can do that for three hundred bucks. How much was the class ten again? Was... Class ten was fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, see, it's. It still works. Depending on what you want to get out of it, it still works out to be better to just get the package. The packages have turned out to be, because um, quite obviously now that they have these add-ons, is they've worked out the math of what everybody wants to get paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, and the packages turned out to be a good deal because uh, it's like if you want the so if you're like me and you have the real Ghostbusters, uh, the class uh, three. Uh, package with the right. real Ghostbusters. That's photos and autographs. Hooray! And then um, if I said to myself, well, maybe I want, you know, photos and autographs with the Ghostbusters uh, crew, that's an extra 600 bucks on top. Right. Because they're separate. Yeah. It's 300 for photos, 300 for autographs. So at a certain point, you might as well just contact customer support and go just class 10 yeah, please yeah. Up, upgrade yourself to the class 10 now or, i mean the- or class 7 because part of that is is breakfast and i don't know how uh, yeah I do, I do like my sleep in the morning so i'm i'm ready for the breakfast i'm hoping for a good uh, waffles and sausage and um no i a morning hug from ivan reitman a morning hug from ivan reitman i mean he he loves giving out the good hey, morning slugger. hugs with the cup of coffee bring uh, it over here pal go go start the day off hug right. it out mmm <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I directed Dave anyways. Um, and it was this big, <laughs> <That's> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and so people like Violet Ramis Steele have been added. Um, yep. so I'm glad to see that she's coming and we'll be able to kind of get to experience this firsthand. And a lot of people that, uh, read the book and, and sent her well wishes will now be able to do so in person. Uh, myself being one of them, I I'm just going to take my copy and, and hope that, uh, I have a run in with her that she'll, she'll give me a signature on it. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's all the best part about this, Chris, was that FanFest kind of seemed to finally be falling into place. Like when mm-hmm. when this announcement with this wave one Sunday that you were talking about uh, before we get to the sprinkles, um, it, it I've started getting the feeling like, OK, finally, we're getting the trickle of information. Here's all the people that are coming. They're really making this an intimate thing where, OK, now I can rub shoulders with Richard Edlund. I can turn around and. Um, Steve Johnson, tell me that uh, story about X, Y, and Z. Uh, like that, that's what this was advertised to be. This is the intimate, exclusive, uh, limited once in a lifetime, uh, opportunity to get to meet all of these people and, and celebrate the movie that we, we love, uh, collectively. And, and, and I, I, I had this warm, fuzzy feeling after seeing all of these announcements and I'm like, this is going to be great. This is going to be so much fun. And then came the wave to sprinkles, which they're they're really doing their best to spin as look, it's it's an added bonus, it's added content, it's something that you can do if you get bored at FanFest, which is kind of an eyebrow raiser already. Um, but 
so all right for those of you who have not heard uh wizard world has now added what they're calling wizard world los angeles this is the first time that they've had a wizard world in la since uh, they did one at the convention center about i don't know 10 years ago um but in a strange turn of events wizard world los angeles is on saturday june 8th at the exact same time as uh, ghostbusters fan fest in the exact same place. Now, I do say in the exact same place that it is the Sony Pictures Studios lot uh, where FanFest will be taking place. However, they have made a point to say that they're going to be separated from each other. Um, all of the people that have FanFest tickets will be able to get into Wizard World Los Angeles, but not vice versa, which is good news because the tickets for that are $39.99 with a 20% off discount right now. So uh, there would be a lot of ruffled feathers if that were the case. Um, but Chris, I, I, I I don't understand. (laughs) I just don't, (laughs) I don't understand. I feel like it's kind of the antithesis of what they've been promoting this event as, uh, that it's, it's exclusively for Ghostbusters fans. It's going to be a collection of, of fans of the same property. And we're all going to, uh, gather to celebrate on the Sony studios lot, uh, where, tangentially uh ghostbusters was born um everybody's getting into the wonka factory again uh for the anniversary um oh oh, okay well jk let's let's invite everybody else in and we'll invite other people from other properties and okay now it's not just a ghostbusters thing now it's an everything kind of thing um I mean, there's there's no way to really phrase this without sounding like, well, I didn't invite that person to my birthday party. I don't want them there. Um, <laughs> but but and 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 that's not the way that I'm interpreting this. The way I'm interpreting this is like, boy, ticket sales are not so great. Uh, what can we do to get more people through the door and maybe mitigate our loss here? Well, let's just throw a small uh, comic convention at the exact same time, maybe in the the motor parking <laughs> garage uh, and see what we can't do. Um, and that's my warm, fuzzy feelings ran away. I mean, you were talking me off, uh, of, of the proverbial ledge, uh, when I was texting you. Cause I, I was super pessimistic. I was like, man, this seems like a really bad sign. This just doesn't seem like a good sign, but, uh, you, you seem to have a more optimistic view, Chris, you want to, you want to talk me down again? <laughs> well, part of it is that this is, this is, uh, this was my, 2018 or it's not 2018 2019 treat to myself right this is this is this is this is my birthday and christmas all rolled into one so it like already i you know i I like going to la i like hanging out in la i have non ghostbusters fan fest things and people to see when i'm down there and all that so that's part of it for me for you you know it was something cool in your backyard that's not quite what what originally uh purported to be so i can see that being slightly yeah different. there are some perspective differences that's true um yeah. I, I it's a it's a strange one i'm my main concern is whether or not <clears throat> this i kind of get it if this is if this is as you use the word mitigation yeah um uh as opposed to if this is panic mitigation just means that they're like uh we're in it one way or another, but how can we kind of, you know, uh, turn some red to black on our end sort of thing? That's fine. 
it's uh, it changes things a bit. It's a bit chaotic, but I can kind of get it. And you and I talked about this before, right? It's on the Sony lot, and we still have no idea what taking over the Sony Studios lot for even in a in a in a small portion for a whole day <laughs> runs them sort of thing. Sure. Um, yeah. Plus, we had you know lots of questions about well because they're like oh lots of booths and exhibitors and all that. I was like, how do you do that for a one day single movie thing, right? Like because we could kind of see some of the merch creators coming down maybe and stuff like that, but you know like how do you how do you create the you know the great hall the 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 vendors hall yeah, sort the of thing hall for with, yeah. a single day for one movie for you know a, a limited run of people well this kind of solves that problem cuz now it's you know invite the tower of t-shirts to show up sort of thing you know <laughs> i said and the just, exact same thing I'm like <clears throat> well now style and tees can be there because it's the same con that they throw anywhere and everywhere you know <laughs> And and that and then you know and then invite a bunch of people as you said it's been ten years one of the things I was surprised by was the time I'm like really six weeks before, but if it's been ten ten years since well, the last one I can see them maybe filling it out uh, pretty yeah, quick yeah I mean but I mean the bummer about it is that it's it's essentially turned into what they do it's the science fiction and comic book convention they do yeah. well it used to be at the Shrine Auditorium uh, and it was it was once a month and it was. You know, it was a small and intimate thing, and it was sort of the same autographed people that you kind of always see, and yeah, and it, it, I get it. I mean, that's that's kind of what they're doing, but I don't. I mean, devil's advocate here, Milty. I, I it seemed to me just as an outsider looking in that they were having a little bit of difficulty planning just the Ghostbusters fan fest, and yes. now at the at zero hour, they have now doubled their work. They're throwing another convention, which it sounds like is just mainly <laughs> autograph, uh, you know, like like autograph yeah. booths and and exhibitors and and maybe ways that yeah. they can this rent is, out some space. Yeah, this is this is um, this is the fan convention equivalent of nailed it. Uh, <laughs> in that the cake's not turning out quite as they planned, so they're covering over it with icing, and at the right. end. Uh, no, Nicole Byers will yell, uh, nail it, nailed it at them. Um, yeah, I mean, I can also see on their end that this bumps it up a bit to, you know, people going, oh, I, you know, well, I could spend 40 bucks and come in for, uh, um, you know, to get, I don't know, <sighs> Lisa Loring. On that list, I kind of—it's a mixed bag. They're really covering a lot of demographics, and a lot of them are like, hmm, I don't know. And then they have like Lisa Loring, who was uh, Wednesday Adams. I'm like, oh, all right. Um, or Lou Fregno, who frankly is at all of them, as far as I can tell. He is—he has to be a clone. He has to have clones because he is at every single—he's at three comic book conventions as we record this right now, simultaneously. I, I don't know how exactly. he does it, <laughs> but um, I could see a lot of people going. I can come in for whatever you know, thirty, forty bucks or whatever, or you know, for a hundred or whatever, and then you know the the ticket line. I can come, you know, meet Dennis Murin or what have you, right? Like there's, yeah, which I. Part of me then wonders, like, then it kind of, <laughs> or somebody goes, you know, I, I'll spend 30 or 100 to, I can see it maybe attracting more people to going, uh, oh, there's the Ghostbusters side of things. Well, how much is it to get in and, you know, get all the Ghostbusters people autographs and they go, well, that's 400. And I can see autograph guys going, all okay. right, yeah. I'm in. 
So I can kind of see them uh, improving their numbers that way. Again, my pessimism is always offset by the fact that I'm going to go to L.A. I'm going to meet a whole crap load of people that I really want to meet. Uh, they're going to give us booze at some point, which is awesome. <laughs> sure. And, and um, let's talk about that in a second, too. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. But my, my point is, is that it's this. <sighs> we are now at kind of a crux where we have to practice what we've been preaching a lot when it came to, like, the movies in the past or the, this movie upcoming, which is. You can only kind of impress so much of what you want into it before you start disappointing sure. yourself. Like it was a giant, we always knew it was a giant nebula. Like they literally said, it's going to be a fan fest. And we're like, what is it? And they're like, we'll tell you soon. Can we have a hundred dollars? <laughs> like we all kind of knew going in that we were, yeah. we were literally investing in Apple. We had no, well, or, you know, or Yahoo as the case may be. Like, we don't know, we don't know we where this no is idea. going. Yeah. Um, and actually, Yahoo's not a bad one because it's like, yeah, we made some money. It's not terribly exciting anymore, though. It could, or it's, yay, it's Apple. Wah! Um, I, yeah. So that's just basically where I'm at is I, if it's already heads and shoulders what I, you know, really kind of, you know, going in with zero expectations, I'm winning because yeah, I'm going to meet yeah. the real Ghostbusters guys. I'm humming and hawing the 300 bucks just to get a photo with the the cast. Right. Uh, don't know about the autographs. I six one half a dozen of another. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, go. Um, like I said, going back to when I started this, though. I, I like I said, I'm just I'm, I'm putting my faith in and you know talking to to Wizard World and all that. Uh, uh, off channels, listening to other people uh, like the Arizona Ghostbusters are going. They've been talking to um, Wizard World. Yeah, it seems like that's more the case. It's it's mitigation. Yeah. Uh, and my my one fear was that it was it was panic because panic means it might all still fall apart. And at the end of the day, for me. If they said, it all fell apart, here's your ticket money back, I'm like, I'm coming to L.A. and Creature Features and I are going to have all a gonna talk. Because we'll all be here yeah. without any programming. Um, yeah, I'm, go I'm going. What I would be, it's a bit more of a kick in the pants for uh, people coming from abroad, like the, yeah. the, the gangs coming from the U.K. and stuff like that. That's, that's a pricey haul for just a... Again, it <laughs> you know, depending on um, on your uh, outlook on things, I guess yeah, it'll be a fun weekend hanging out with fans. But uh, but that's kind of like I said, I'm I'm putting money on mitigation at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I'd like to hope that that's the case. I mean, I I I'd, I'd like to hope that it this doesn't take away from their attention and their. Um, yeah. you know, if, if they're still, I, I hope that they're still programming the fan fest stuff to the nines because that was the original draw to things. Um, so I yeah. hope that this doesn't take away their resources and their time, but at the it's, same time, I get it. Like yeah. They can, they can put however, 10,000 tickets. I mean, that's too many, uh, a thousand tickets on Groupon. Um, you know, f f the week before this particular event, and see how many they can sell, and everybody that comes, that's that's how they kind of yeah uh, mitigate their losses too. Now, and maybe that assures frankly, that this happens that, and it yeah. doesn't crumble too. Yeah. Frankly, the fact that uh, EctoCon is getting Eldo uh, 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 Eldo Ray Estes is is it's just embarrassing. Wizard World, how come we're not getting him? <laughs> um, but uh, like I said, the, the after this wave one was announced that there's a lot 
a lot of people on the Ghostbusters side already in lock. So I'm kind of hoping, <laughs> and given how quickly this list came together and looking at the list, like Lou Fregno being a, uh, the, the giveaway, this seems like kind of like, um, you know, this, like this is somebody's, uh, uh, um, like a booking uh, agent. They, they reached out to one booking agent. They're like, I can get you these 12 people that Saturday. Here you go. Sort of, or That's it's kind of the their, sense I got from it, but or it's their um, their go to starting deck. Yeah, it's their Magic the Gathering, uh, you know, go to <laughs> deck in a pinch, because yeah. it looks like a lot of people that they're like, you're in L.A., are you free? Like it's just it's just yeah. one person at Wizard World who's dealt, you know, has them on a Rolodex, has had them at several events over the years. Well, uh, and then yeah. says, can you be there? Sort of thing. Um, and and to be completely honest, I mean, as as we're sitting here talking about it, the the thing that's on my shoulder, Hopefully, as you say, that's the. Sorry, I just I realize sometimes I go somewhere and then I don't make the point and then I sound stupid. Maybe I just do anyways. No, but no. Uh, to your point about uh, loss of resources, I'm hoping this is like a real low energy thing. Like it's really, this is they're like, okay, I'm gonna take a nap and when I wake up, I'll have secured. 12 people yeah. <laughs> that we've worked with before at other wizard worlds to come, uh, come uh, fill out this other side. Like an autopilot kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, and, 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 and kind of what I was about to say too ties into that is that it feels like, um, it doesn't really, aff- and, and I've seen other people online say s- something similar. It doesn't really affect me because I was already wondering how I was going to fit all of the stuff into FanFest as it was in one day. There's no way in hell I'm going to make it to a second convention that's a separate admission and I'm going to walk over there and uh, check yeah. myself in and, and do anything else that's not Ghostbusters related because I... I I've only got one day to do all of this. And we know that there's programming uh, panels and there's autograph sessions and there's photo ops. And uh, we were already, we were already talking about how we were going to do this in one day. So how are we going to now fit in well, essentially what is a second event? Uh, this it could, doesn't seem like it affects us that much, really. Not really. Well, it basically, again, if you, depending on <laughs> always look on the bright <laughs> side of like it basically becomes a bonus extras for us like so for example um uh, right now they have that lineup of people let's say they add some more who knows who shows up right so all of a sudden it's like hot damn i'm going to see all the ghostbusters people and maybe i'll quickly run out and get you know a photo taken with um you know somebody unrelated to ghostbusters but it just so happens that they're you know yeah. uh, out in the parking lot at a at a signing table or whatever richard dreyfus Richard, yeah, hell yeah. Well, actually, be, the, the Yes Have Some <laughs> yes crew have some would, would completely <laughs> abandon the Ghostbusters <laughs> fan fest to go. Uh, um, what was the thing I was going to say? Oh, uh, one of the things we found out, we'll add it to the list. There's a whole bunch of little uh, twists and turns. It's been a busy week for fan yeah. fest stuff. Yeah, but it uh, has. Um, Saturday is 10 to 10. Is apparently oh, is that official? I I had heard m- murmurings of that, but I didn't that, know if that was official or not. I, let's yeah. put let's put it down under murmuring, but it's okay. murmuring from Wizard World into somebody's ear who then messaged me. So let's just oh, okay. put it that so way. No, okay. I mean that's that's um, twelve again, twelve hours of solid. Uh, that's that's the Ghostbusters programming. Uh, it sounds like, or at least the the day yeah. open to close. I, I, yeah. I don't know if Wizard World will go ten to ten necessarily, but um, yeah, that's for all of us who went. Wow, how, how do you cram all that into a single day? Well, that's it. Yeah. It sounds a lot like uh, breakfast is at nine for those of you that uh, paid for a hug with Ivan Reitman, and then at ten o'clock the doors open, and everybody else comes in, and we you know we get down to business. 
And by business, I mean chasing Ivan right around trying to get a hug. <laughs> I, I want to know how Ivan eats his waffles. That's the whole reason that I paid for the breakfast in the first place is that I just want to see how the dude, like, does he do whipped cream and, and, and maple syrup? Does I he, guarantee uh, do you fresh he doesn't. Fruit? I guarantee does, you he doesn't eat a bite. That man <laughs> is at some point said the words to Eric, I'll sit with them and I'll talk with them, but I'll be damned if they're going to watch me eat. <laughs> You want to watch Ernie true. eat? Ernie will eat. Dan will happily share a cup of a cup of Joe with you. But I was uh, gonna say, I bet they at least have coffees <laughs> that they're walking around with. Uh, that's true. But yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, which is actually okay. That that makes a whole yeah. lot of sense. They got a nine a.m. breakfast from like nine to ten, and then ten o'clock. There's some sort of like an opening kickoff ceremony thing, maybe. Yeah, and then, and then you're off and running. You're you're into whatever it's, track you set for yourself really yeah. it's really well structured i think i think it, it feels good in that uh we'll have friday night and we'll talk about that more detail but we do know that part of friday night is a uh, cocktail party um and then yeah depending on how the cocktail party goes which means depending on how awesome the cocktail party is uh, that's still a few hours sleep. And remember what we said, everybody, a uh, big glass of water and some painkillers before you go to sleep. Uh, and you know, uh, especially if you're hoteled in, you know, close to the studio, that's, that's, that's not a, that's not a hard wake up afterwards to trundle on over yeah, and true. get on with the day. It's... Now that said, give yourself plenty of time. Cause it is Los Angeles. Everybody. I, I want to remind everyone that's like, <laughs> Oh, I'm staying like 30 miles away. It'll take me like 15 minutes. No, 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 no. no, no. Welcome no, to LA no, no, no. friends. Uh, I'm not next to it, but Google Maps says it's, uh, basically like a 20 minute walk. Which I may actually end up doing. Like I'm humming um, and hawing. Like, yeah, the is it walk worth... actually might be worth it. To be completely honest, I'm, I'm like, do I bother trying to? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So uh, Friday so night. There's that. However, that's that's where it is going to get dicey. Well, okay. So let's talk about yeah, that. I mean, you, sure. you you brought it up. I feel like it's a good segue. The 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 cocktail party and the screening. Which this is another thing too that I was right before the wave two uh, that we were talking about here, where I, I started kind of scratching my head. Um, we did find out, you know, when you pointed out that there was the cocktail party that was added to the ticket packages, um, uh -huh. they clearly show Ghostbusters screening and it seems like any mention of the second movie has sort of disappeared. And I swear we aren't making that up. I know I, I've, and I've, I've looked and I can't find where it came from, but I <laughs> swear that they did say that both the first two films were going to be screened. Uh, but maybe I, I just, maybe we did just assume that it was a, yeah. a double screening or something. I don't know where that originated, but, um, so I, it, I feel terrible yeah. because we perpetuated that. We just kept assuming that, oh, it's the first two movies, uh, the original two films. Um, no, I'm with you on that because for the longest time we only spoke as if it was potentially the first one because there was no news and it was kind of weird to assume that it might be both. And then. Yeah, it did. We did somewhere here tell that it would be the two movies, but now that's I don't know. Um, I mean, again, it's sort of indicative of of probably what the biggest problem with FanFest has been so far is just clear messaging, clear and concise and direct messaging for everything. Yeah, <laughs> I, wish, I wish we got this in better bursts. But anyway, sorry. It also ahead. highlights the major problem with the Ghostbusters uh, uh, screening of both movies is that. It starts strong and then it ends with the lesser of the two films, which is 
it's you know at least with star wars uh there's a ramp up and then uh ewoks and a resolution so whereas ghostbusters 2 is great fun but uh it's not the first one so i'm i know i'm of two minds that if they showed both it's certainly the right crowd to watch both of them back to back with and if they don't uh more time for cocktail party and you know we're all just you know, razor sharp focused on the first movie, which is also a, which a I mean, good one I, too. Right? I, I and it is the 35th anniversary. We're celebrating the the 35th of the original film, but I haven't seen Ghostbusters two on the big screen. God, I can't even remember that. I think I went to it was a New Beverly. No, maybe it wasn't a New Beverly screening. Um, I, I was in college the last time I saw it, so it's been it's been a minute. I think. I think I organized the last time I, and that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I was actually looking forward to not only, you know, watching them back to back on the big screen, but seeing Ghostbusters two on the big screen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get it. I, especially if let's say, uh, this, this screening starts, uh, let's say it's an outdoor screening. So what's sunset for you guys? You got to wait for sunset, which is around seven o'clock. So, um, Oh, you equatorial people. <laughs> so, so I mean, that, you know, 7, 7.30, the sun starts to go down, the movie starts at like 8, 9, 10, and then a cocktail party. There's no time in there for a second film anymore. No. Um, but, or, really. I mean, again, I'm, I'm assuming, please don't take that as, I, if it is inside a theater, then sure, you could crank both of them out at the same time, but... Um, yeah, there was I'm even... I'm just assuming uh, everything is outdoors at this point. Uh, there was even at one point a weird a weird buzz of the possibility of mashing the two together. So it's cocktail party while the movie is playing, but I know that's interesting. Uh, That, that is completely, let's file that one under rumor for now. I mean, let's be honest. This, this is the crowd where you could multitask. I mean, we do know the movie by heart and could be, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, Uh, so this, this cocktail party, at least we know now that there's a cocktail party happening on Friday. Uh, I feel like we should do like an unofficial, meetup like some sort of a cross rip podcast plus whoever else wants to uh clink clink a few glasses uh yeah well this if is nothing gonna be else pretty much only opportunity is my guess uh, yeah we because we don't really know i mean we could do a two for two where we'll do something on the uh, at the cocktail party but also uh depending on what the day schedule is on saturday might be able to do another one too so for people who got into town late or, uh, people who, uh, opted in for Saturday only and not Friday sort of thing. But, uh, I like the idea that the cocktail party that ourselves, and I know, yes, have some talking about similar stuff. We could make ourselves like, uh, uh, party mingle stir sticks. Like if we tell people we will be, you know, come find us at the, and say hi or whatever. It, 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 it's in, 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 it, uh, an enticement for people to just to wander around and as yeah. they're bumping in saying hi to us they'll bump in and there'll be other people and they'll get to say hi to them and all. we we're the we should be the reason that people wander the party rather than getting into puckles you paid a lot of money don't be in a puckle don't click yeah. up yeah which Mingle. inevitably happens everybody gets into their little clicks and it's high school all over again but yeah yeah uh, and, <laughs> and I guess that's that is the major the big draw to this is uh 
getting to meet those faces that you've never actually met uh, in person too. So um, yeah, let's do some mingling. Yeah. Let's, let's not do like a live thing where we all hog the attention. Like, no, no, no. Let's you and I try to encourage people to get out there and like and I said, my number one regret, regret for the, for the ATC premiere was you and I were busy working and never got to, to mingle. And like I said, I brought them up before the South Korean ghostbusters. They came all that way, and I missed saying hi. Yeah. Like, ah, so <laughs> treat it, treat it like that this time. Like, yeah, it's, there's people coming from uh, quite a ways away. It's both a disservice to them and to ourselves to not at least you know sure. shake hands and get a photo, right? So, I, I think I think my words to you were: let's keep our workload to a minimum. Like, let's yes. just have fun. <laughs> like, let's do. Uh, obviously, we'll cover stuff. We'll get photos up there. We'll do some live stuff uh, here yeah. and there, but. Like I, I, I just I want to have fun. I want to meet everybody out there. I want to uh, because, like you said, we didn't really get to do that uh, at the the last two events. It seems uh, that's right. So, um, so yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's the cocktail we, party. That's Friday night. So I'm I'm guessing. So did the, 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 the little signing, bird whisper? I'm signing up for Periscope specifically <laughs> so we can videotape the moment Ivan Reitman snaps. On one Stop hug too many. Hugging me. <laughs> Sorry, He's going to get saying? up on stage on whatever the equivalent of Hall H is and say, look, these two jerk faces were doing nothing but promoting <laughs> hugs. Um, no, I was going to say. Uh, and from somewhere in the crowd, I yell, Troy's innocent. It was all me. And he'll snap, <laughs> shut up. That's when the dart hits you in the neck, and that's when you're <laughs> Sorry, you were Chris. saying did the little bird. Uh, no, the the little bird that told you the ten to ten thing. Did they tell you about what time the the screening stuff is happening on Friday? Because that's that's kind of the the big no. X factor here too. Okay, that's still kind of and where like when and coming where together. Is, I'm wondering. Um, huh? Yeah, it's it's happening again. This was another one of those head scratchers that we don't have details on, but we can see various problems like we can kind of see them uh screening them on the sony lot because hey they're setting up on the sony lot and everybody's mostly staying around the sony lot uh but at the same time there was talk of doing outdoors and that means going further afield and then that brings up the problem you mentioned which is we have to transport ourselves there and um yeah it would make sense if it's on the sony lot somewhere um as opposed to somewhere at like the egyptian theater or the hollywood forever cemetery or the chinese theater like somewhere that's a hike yeah. from culver um but i don't i don't, know, so. I don't know well enough to know if there's any old school theaters that still survive in the culver city area <laughs> or anything or uh the screening will be at lou ferrigno's house there you at go 6 p.m <laughs> i'm in the incredible um, hulk lawn uh, is where this will be taking place um but yeah uh, so all right well so one more one more small piece of uh, fan fest info i'm going to try to keep us moving because i, I want to get to the other two things that we wanted to talk about but uh omaze is running their uh contest raffle raffle as they often do um this one you can uh enter to win a all expenses paid trip out to los angeles for fan fest uh, where you and a friend will get uh, round trip tickets plus a four star hotel plus uh, the VIP treatment from Ernie and Dan Aykroyd themselves. Uh, where you will uh, maybe let's save this because we have no idea what they're talking about, but where you will take place in a prototype AR experience, which uh, both Dan and Ernie have mentioned now at this point, and I don't know what that means. Um, so stay tuned on that front. 
Um, but uh, if you want to enter, you're kind of running out of time as you listen to this, so so go do it now. Um, they're going to be telling people pretty quickly about when they win, obviously because we're six weeks out. So uh, it's it's going to be another one of those quick turnarounds for the raffle winner, and uh, it's all for a good cause. It's all for Stand Up to Cancer and and uh, UNICEF. So um, let's play just a little bit of that audio, Chris, and then we will uh, keep moving through the rundown here. Do you love waking up to strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you welcome feelings of dread in your basement or attic? If you answered yes to these questions, then you should join the Ghostbusters. That's right, to support two great causes, I'm teaming up with Omaze to fly you out to LA to fight ghosts with me and Ernie Hudson in a prototype Ghostbusters AR experience. It's all happening at the Ghostbusters 35th Anniversary Fan Fest, where you and a friend will receive VIP access to the entire event. We'll take photos together, and then you and your friend will enjoy the presentations and panels at your very own reserve table, front and center. Don't wait another minute. Go to omaze.com slash Ghostbusters. It's going to be an amazing time, and best of all, every donation supports the incredible work of UNICEF and Stand Up to Cancer. So hurry up. Better now. I'll see you in L.A. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Ernie Hudson. I want you to join me for the ultimate Ghostbuster experience in L.A. We're going to fly you and a guest out to join the Ghostbusters 35th anniversary fan fest. After we meet up, you and only you will get the once-in-a-lifetime chance to suit up with me and Danny Agro. We're going to fight ghosts in a groundbreaking experience. Just remember not to cross the streams. Plus, as our guest... We'll hook you up with VIP access. We'll join us for breakfast, take photos, and get reserved seating at every panel. All you have to do is go to omaze.com slash Ghostbusters. Every donation supports UNICEF and all the amazing work they do. So hurry up. Enter now, and I hope to see you on the Sony lot in Los Angeles. And remember, keep on busting. So, Chris, let's play the uh, game that all of the movie blogs seem to want to play recently, uh, where they go to the IMDb page for Jason Reitman's new Ghostbusters, they see what names have been added, and then they uh, write a blog about it and say that it's exclusive. Uh, So here, let's exclusively talk about... No, I'm just kidding. Um, Danny Glicker has joined uh, Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters as the costume designer, and uh, it's kind of an interesting ad. Um, he's one of those people that has worked with Jason Reitman on his his previous films, so not necessarily a surprising ad, um, but also hasn't really done a whole lot of stuff outside of, um, yeah, a, a few kind of bigger films. Um, shoot, the, the Chris Hemsworth movie, and I'm blanking on the name right now. The f- big fight at the Rio something. Je- Jeff Bridges was in it. And I can't remember El Royale, El Royale. That was the name of the film. Uh, anyway. Um, and, uh, another, a concept illustrator has added their name to the IMDb, uh, James Carson, who has done a lot for Marvel. He designed some of the suits for the abandoned Tim Burton, Superman returns film. Um, and funny enough, he was a concept illustrator on Harold Ramis's bedazzled. So a little bit of a fun pedigree, uh, there, uh, from kind of a, a distinct, uh, uh, six degrees of Harold Ramis, uh, somebody is working on the film who's, who's kind of been involved in those productions. But, uh, but aside from that, that's all the 2020 news. But, uh, so yeah, so stay tuned more 2020 stuff, uh, to come. Uh, let's talk IDW, Chris. We, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I do want to talk about those, those four one shot comics. We talked about the Ghostbusters prime comic, um, but we haven't gotten to talk about the real Ghostbusters, Extreme Ghostbusters, and Answer the Call Ghostbusters one-shots. So let's 
let's jump into that. Let's give ourselves a good 15, 20 minutes here to do that. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Everybody. Spoilers. Spoilers abound. If you haven't read uh, the one shots, I mean, we'll, we'll keep things kind of superficial just because we have to talk about three comics here simultaneously, Chris, we'll, we'll, we'll try to keep things kind of succinct, but, um, you want to start with the real, the real Ghostbusters one was the first one out of the gate that we weren't yes. able to talk about. Do you want to talk about that one first? Uh, sure. We can do that one. Yeah. Uh, so, so real Ghostbusters, I mean, maybe, do you want to talk about general thoughts first about the, the one shots? Like how, how did we feel now that we've read all four of them? Uh, cause the extreme Ghostbusters one came out just this past week. Um, uh, thoughts, uh, opinions, uh, how, how are you, uh, how are you feeling? I, I feel pretty great because I feel like we got little snippets of all of the different aspects of Ghostbusters, but, um, where, where's your mindset after the conclusion of this, this here series? Uh, Ghostbusters prime. The first one that came out solid. We talked about that. Yeah. Uh, real Ghostbusters. Uh, I don't know. I want to come into this conversation having ranked them, but I don't know that I can because they all, they're all actually quite different from one another and in, in, in a way that serves the team and the, the part of the property that they're uh, Yeah. I mean, related totally to. they're so different. I mean, yeah. and that's kind of the nice thing about it is uh, tonally real Ghostbusters was different from uh, the movies and extreme Ghostbusters was different from answer the call. And so they all feel they all nail the voice pretty well. Um, you, you definitely do feel like you're getting another uh, extension of a story from those those particular properties. So it's it's kind of not fair to rank them. It's almost like, well, is real Ghostbusters better than extreme Ghostbusters? I don't know that we can say that. Um, yeah, the real Ghostbusters one, I don't even know that I'd call it necessarily a weakness other than it was um, uh, yet one more trip to the... Uh, rival team well <laughs> yeah that, that i was gonna say that was my thought on it too was that it felt familiar i mean it felt familiar in a good way but it also felt yeah. familiar in like i i know this story i know especially yeah, after it so. just happened with the new ghostbusters uh uh arc in idw too but yeah yeah so, so it's yeah the idw prime steam went through it uh it happened here it's a it's a campaign in the role playing game. It's yeah. a, it's 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 well uh, trotted. Did, 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 did. Uh, and like I said, I I think that's really the only weakness. The only weak not weakness. The only if I had to say a bad thing about it, if somebody said say a bad thing about it, I that might be it. Is that well, we kind of saw that story before, but yeah, it, it was it was good. Not even not even quite a weakness because it did make it feel more like an episode of real ghostbusters because even down to uh slimer uh being kidnapped and and uh brought into this amalgamation of all of the different ghosts uh that was familiar too because that's happened x amount yeah. of times in the real ghostbusters series too um so i don't I'm know just, it, it felt- i'm just wondering when the race will begin for uh, somebody to do the uh, the ray spooks away uh a white uniform <laughs> <laughs> that's a good cosplay. It's a good look for Ray. The white is very slimming. Looks good <laughs> on him. Um, yeah. I, and it, the real Ghostbusters one, let's just, we'll keep the conversation there for a second. Um, I feel like we were also spoiled uh, with Dan Schoening's artwork in uh, crossing over and his, his real Ghostbusters uh, art, because it was so spot on 
to the to the animation style and the character designs and character models and everything from real Ghostbusters that there were those little things both in the real Ghostbusters and the extreme Ghostbusters um, issues where you could tell that they were trying to replicate the animation style, but then there would be these little things that would just bump you like uh, Janine Janine's design. Everybody else looked pretty spot on. And then all of a sudden Janine looked different. You go, Whoa, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Um, Or uh, in extreme Ghostbusters, you know, uh, EGB Egon looks spot on as does Janine. But, but then Kylie has like these, crazy kind of eyes and brows and you go, wait, that's, that's what she, no, that doesn't look right. There, there are these little things that you kind of bump on. Uh, yeah. Well, I think you're right. We can put that blame totally on uh, Dan Shoning's shoulders there. I, it's that, all, uh, I blame Dan. Why didn't Dan, he, Dan has to did, do everything. That's, he, did, he did them, he did them perfectly. And in this case, it's not that they did them imperfectly, rather that this is, these are the artists um, doing their uh, interpretation of it. Uh, you know, much the same way when Doc Shainer came in on the IDW one for a bit, he kind of did his own take versus, um, uh, what Dan had done, right? Like it's, yeah, there's I mean, room that- for the artists to do their own thing. And in this case, they had to kind of keep it close to the original, but then, you know, there was room to move off it a bit and then moving off it is where we go. Well, that's kind of, if they kept going, like if they this was the start of a series. I think we'd stop worrying about it because sure, sure, it would be the established style for a running series of stories. But uh, in a one shot, you kind of you kind of looking at it with a, a little bit more uh, of a squint, going, "Hmm." I liked it. I, I thought the like I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, it just it didn't tend to bother me too much. Um, the funny part is, is if I had to describe the the real Ghostbusters ones, they're very much like. Um, the Diamond Select figures, actually. They're much closer to the Diamond Select figures than... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. There's, there, there's a quality of action to them. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, it is... It's like... It, 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 it's certainly inspired by the real Ghostbusters. I mean, it looks and it feels like real Ghostbusters. Everything about it screams real. And it even kind of has that same sort of, like the cover looks like the now comics cover. And, and it, I mean, as a nostalgia uh, 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 God, what's the word that I'm looking for? As, as something that uh-huh. is, is perking my nostalgia, as something that is uh, uh, inciting nostalgia, it works really well. Um, and then there are those little bits where you can tell that the artist was making it their own. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, the good news again, the voice in all four of the books was fantastic. The writers all did a bang up job. Um, and, and the real Ghostbusters one in particular, and even, you know, the answer, the call Ghostbusters, not to keep bouncing around all over the place, but the, the voice and the story that was told in that one was a whole lot of fun. And I also, I prefer the art style of this answer, the call, team uh better than than the miniseries that uh came out um whatever that was about four months five months six months seven months eight months god has it been a year since that it's been been a year yeah pretty sure god as i'm sitting here doing the math that went fast um but yeah i mean the artist that worked on on this particular one is it sil gallant sl i would say sil gallant sal sil i think it's sl SL, SL Glant, just as an, an, an acronym. But sort of like a PG Woodhouse. P, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the art is, is fantastic and it is yeah. kind of 
real Ghostbusters meets uh, Answer the Call and the characterizations of of the Ghostbusters themselves are awesome. Kevin well, looks great. In this yeah. case, I think Gallant actually uh, started with Dan's and then moved outwards. That's a, yeah, you know that's a I mean? good point. Whereas yeah. the previous the previous series was the artist started from scratch from the movies, I think more than anything. Um, that's you know, maybe true. They a, li- do a, look a little like... a little bit of a help from 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 Dan's original concept designs and all that. But these ones, uh, like you look at Patty and uh, and Abby and all that, and that's Dan, like spot yeah. on. She moves a little further. Uh, actually, Holtzman is actually pretty close too, although she changes up the face a little bit. Yeah. And 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 then uh, uh, Aaron, she, uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of like yeah, it was it was took Dan as a start and then tweaked to to you know fit within their style comfort or whatever sort of thing. And I like the result and um, really great animation to it. Does that make any sense? Like there's a, there's a real sense of character to everything going on yeah. like uh, in in um, all of them in all all four of the books yeah all four of the books this one in particular though like i would frankly i'd like to see <laughs> i'd like to see more if if idw wants to do a mini series or something uh yeah bring uh bring glanton and co back and cuz it's just really good stuff uh, really solid stuff um yeah. Uh, nice, nice nod to Rosemary's Baby as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice nod to Rosemary's Baby plus a few classic Ghostbusters uh, with the druid uh, seance happening at the beginning. Um, it, it, again, it reminded me of the Now Comics arc, uh, one of those uh, where Peter befriends the son of the devil. Essentially, that was one of my favorite arcs. But um, mm. yeah, I mean, uh, the answer to the call one is 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 a hundred percent solid. Uh, the extreme Ghostbusters one, maybe that's because it's it's most fresh in my mind because I read that one today because it came out today. Um, mm-hmm. It it plays a whole lot like an extreme Ghostbusters episode. It has that same sort of yeah, it does that that darkness and that edge to it. Um, all of the characterizations are still super nineties, which I love. Uh, yeah, and actually, right down to the resolution is often about something to do with the characters themselves yeah it was realization. written like a, 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 yeah. a realization of the characters sort of and a little bit of shipping for people who who like that sort of thing yeah oh. but uh every all the all the other ones are are are, are team stories off doing team things extreme ghostbusters was always written from the uh what's bugging insert character name here this week <laughs> Right. And then how does it resolve in relation to the story? Do you know what I mean? Like the ghosts are kind of like a, not quite a B story, but they run at the very least run in parallel with a character A story. And this, the, this issue did the exact same thing where it starts with Kylie and Eduardo uh, fighting it out off to deal with the ghost thing and it resolves within Eduardo learning something it's, yeah. it's it's very much a and and one to grow on kind of thing but <laughs> but that was no not kidding like I, I i know some people out there aren't big fans or haven't but that was exact i i love extreme ghostbusters yeah and, uh, that that was exactly the structure of extreme like so the classic example is um uh, uh is roland you know wants to wants to prove himself with uh you know, the non-squares falls in with a bad crowd and, and then, you know, comes to a realization about where his, uh, 
where his uh, beliefs and and ethics and all that lie. And that uh, end of episode, ta-da! That's exactly what every episode of Extreme Ghostbusters was. It wasn't just fighting a cool ghost, which was Extreme Ghostbusters, uh, not Extreme Ghostbusters, Real Ghostbusters was very much that. It was, or if they did character stuff, it was. Oh God! It was it was definitely of the '80s time. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't quite as deep or introspective character issues. Yeah, it was it was Ray <laughs> Ray going home and having to deal with his uh, high school bully. Uh, you know that uh, be, becoming a kid again and having to to face something as an adult. Yeah. Uh, whereas you know, Extreme Ghostbusters was dealing with uh, racism and golems and, uh, yeah. that, that kind of thing. Uh, but, through, but and, specifically through the lens of one of the, 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 you know, the young team members. Well, and, and there's, there's also comments in this extreme Ghostbusters issue, uh, kind of on like animal activists and animal rights, uh, yeah. uh, advocates. Um, and, I, and, <laughs> I mean, it, it all re- it resolves in the end, of course. But uh, I do like Gary the polar bear hiding under the table with them. <laughs> yes. This is not what I signed on for. Oh my God! There's the the shot. I think it's right after. It's the one panel after Egon calls up a uh, Venkman to say, "Who was the advocate that tried to tear your face off or whatever?" And then it cuts to, and what bar did she like to frequent? And then you see all of the animals at the bar. That's uh, one of my favorite panels in all four of the uh, the issues. But uh, speaking of the call to Venkman, was that a nod to uh, Legion? Was that Venkman as mayor? Oh, oh, I didn't pick up on that at all. That was um, Ven- that was Venkman in an office that. Not Ghostbusters office. Um, oh, maybe. I mean, I I feel like I brushed by well, that, what, interpreting what, that as like a post this is what back we, in the saddle <laughs> kind of thing. This is what we like. We like to call uh, uh, Michael Bait. Um, <laughs> he's he's all over it now. Uh, I telling me how I got it wrong, but uh, I mean, because the 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 design of okay, so I've I just pulled up the page. So he's sitting at an office with the fettuccine. Uh, print behind him and I'm yeah. guessing that's a picture of Dana on his desk I don't know but he's he's got like a Ghostbusters pin on his lapel I, I kind of I read that as you know after back in the saddle um, the original Ghostbusters decided that they wanted to stay on and still help but you know, they all took desk jobs basically and Peter was sitting there as the CEO or the chairman of the largest paranormal removal company in America. Uh, that's kind of how I interpreted that. But, yeah, that could be too. But uh, that's the, interesting. It, it's just him in a suit, which is another <laughs> unusual thing. Yeah. Um, the I, other thing is, huh. well, look at it though. It's, yeah, there's a, like, yeah, he does have the Ghostbusters pin, but it's also like, he's got like an office window with drapes and all that. Like this, it's not a fire hall. It's not an office building yeah, thing. Like point. it feels more like Gracie Mansion kind of stuff. Um, he's got the nameplate in front of them, although we can't really see it, like, which is another strange, that's, that's very much a mayoral thing. Um, I don't know. Huh. Well, that's, I, uh, I guess it's open to interpretation. We'll have to track down the creators and say, was it? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, Jim Beard, the good news is he's been so vocal about this particular well, yeah, issue. We'll Maybe we, we can hit him up and just say, Hey, did you picture Venkman as the mayor and, and see what he says? But um, and, and the good news, so, uh, I, I know we're running a little bit long here, but, uh, to kind of 
chime into the spirit of Mr. Dapper Dan Shoning and all of the things that we love to do uh, with all of his issues and finding the Easter eggs, I do feel like the artists had kind of a field day putting in Easter eggs of their own, uh, particularly in, in, in the real Ghostbusters and the extreme Ghostbusters issues. I didn't really notice <laughs> a whole lot in the answer to the call one, but no, uh, real Ghostbusters, there's a, uh, you know, a, quite a few characters that appear um, in, in the montages where you're like, Oh, wait a minute. That's, that's the postman. And that's, I think that's tombstone tackle in the background and, and yeah. so on and so forth. Uh, extreme ghostbusters. I love, uh, there's a, a siren poster, uh, which is one of my favorite episodes. You know, I think that's, <laughs> is that the episode where Roland becomes obsessed with the pop star? It's been a while, but uh, whoever, whoever hears her voice, uh, becomes obsessed with her, and and that's that's a fun episode. Um, I like the uh, the Stay Puff uh, advertisement <laughs> yes. with with the with the slogan "Go get 'em, sailor." <laughs> yes. Oh man, that was really. Uh, well, there was a Stay Puff toy too, wasn't there? In oh shoot, I think that was in the real Ghostbusters issue. I wish I wish I had all four of them. The bummer is I have the digital issues, uh, so I, I can't have them all open at the same time. But. Um, but yeah, I mean, just jam-packed. I mean, the good thing about all four of these issues is that they they certainly prove that no matter what facet or what team or what property or, or what venue you were introduced to Ghostbusters with, um, there are still good stories to be told uh, throughout all of them. I mean, here we had a, a solid one-shot with real Ghostbusters, a solid one-shot with the Answer the Call Ghostbusters, and another uh, great extreme Ghostbusters story. Um, it, it just... It, the best part about this is that it's doing what an anniversary should do. It's making you remember just how much you love these. When I finished reading the extreme ghostbusters one, I wanted to sit and go back and rewatch all of those episodes again. So it's really doing what a good anniversary celebration should do. And, and that's how I felt. Um, and then thematically, Chris, were there any, did you notice anything between the four of them? Like I, I was racking my brain on my drive home tonight before we started recording, trying to figure out like, is there a theme between all four of them? Is there something that sort of ties them all together? And I couldn't think of anything. I mean, ap- apart from the, no. the ghosts kind of being similar, there really wasn't anything that kind of drew them together. So, no, they they stood they stood on their. And actually, I'm happier that way. I'm happier that they they stand on their own. Um, Answer the call was very much like this weird take on the Rosemary's. Uh, baby tail, um, uh, extreme ghostbusters, extreme ghostbusters seems to me had a lot of animal episodes. It just felt like it had a lot of animal they episodes. Kinda so did. Yeah. This kind of, this kind of fits in nicely. Uh, real ghostbusters was just a straight up, uh, you know, uh, goofball concept. In this case, they have a, uh, you know, a team that works against them. And, and actually that, uh, when you think about it, that nice non Saturday morning, dark turn, <laughs> like it's yeah. like, it starts out goofy. Oh, there's a team that's against us, you know, working against us. And how do they get there uh, before us? Again, that's exactly what the uh, the the one from the the episode was too, with the the ghosts that uh, become their competition. How do they get here before us? Uh, anyways, uh, well, in in that one, they were planting the ghosts, but in this one, it's more of like a Minority Report uh, clairvoyance kind of thing. Well, um, yeah. Well, the best part is again, it's that real Ghostbusters twist at the end. It's like, oh, right, he's a necromancer, and I'm like, this is not for children on Saturday morning. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, uh, 
However, yeah. it, it also does the Saturday morning thing too, where at about page, I don't know, 15 or 16, I'm like, wow, they're really painting themselves into a corner here. How are they going to resolve this? Oh, it's going to turn into a big giant monster and you can hear the 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 uh, Shuki Levy uh, <laughs> theme song yeah. kick in and uh, they, they solved it just by busting the ghost. That's just what they always do. Uh, that's uh, and that's exactly how the real Ghostbusters episodes went too, right? There's yeah. always some big climactic. Uh, oh my God, Killer Watt has taken over the entire grid. What are we gonna do? Oh look, he's become one big kaiju in the middle of the city. We're just gonna <laughs> take him down now. And uh, and again, it, that's what made it so fun. That's what made it so familiar and evocative of the the episodes that we love. I feel, but um. I, do you think are they going to do like one big compilation like maybe a, a trade paperback or something of all four of them so you can just sit and read them uh, five cover to cover because I, I think uh, the SOS story would probably end up in there as well oh that's a good point yeah the 2020 that came out at the beginning of the year yeah so it's, it's a natural fit right it's another one-off team story you might as well throw it in there um, so what's next for our IDW friends? Uh, the Transformers, uh, crossover is, is right around the corner. Um, and I'm sure there's probably some announcements. I mean, that uh, going back to the beginning of the episode here to kind of bookend things, uh, the IDW team is still very noticeably absent from FanFest, And I feel like that, uh, that has to be coming sooner than later. We, they have to be there. Eric, at least Eric and Dan have to be there. Yeah. Um, if if not uh, Tom Waltz and Louie and and uh, the the rest well, of the creative team, that should be a given because those guys are where in San Diego. There, yeah. I mean, at least IDW is in San Diego. Of course, uh, Dan is in the Great White North, and and Eric is out uh, uh, in Minnesota, I believe. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like there there have to be announcements coming out of, of FanFest for IDW. There has to be an IDW panel. There has to be an IDW announcement. Something's got to be coming. They have to have something up their sleeves because the Transformers thing is the, the furthest that we know, and there's got to yeah. be more plans uh, past that, especially with the new movie coming out. There's got to be something next year that they're they're cooking up. So Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you haven't picked up all the issues, go do it. Uh, you really owe it to yourselves. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, again, the good news is that it's really inspired me. All I want to do is just go back and rewatch some of my favorite episodes and then, uh, kind of compare these, uh, to them. Like it's, it's one more episode of real Ghostbusters, one more episode of extreme Ghostbusters, one more <laughs> kind of short sequel to answer, answer the call. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702 GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for Ghostbusters. Interdimensional crossword. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Welcome 
Chris, uh, perhaps we have jinxed ourselves. We had some technical difficulties this evening again, uh, so hopefully it's it's not noticeable to you, the listening audience. Uh, but uh, it, it, you know, we're, we're we're still figuring this out. It's only been five years. Um, eventually, we'll figure out this whole podcasting thing. Um, but uh, what uh, what you got in terms of uh, final thoughts for this week? Nothing too heavy. Um, you might be able to help with this though. Sony, Sony has a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a B, B-roll library that they sell off. Like, remember the Ghostbusters ones yeah. were on there? Uh, stock footage, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Because somebody, I I think credit where credit's due, it came out that I think possibly uh, Mr. Paul Rudolph at uh, Spook Central may have noticed this and put it up there. But somebody else independently tripped uh, into it as well that... Um, Remember uh, Tony Shalhoub's uh, series Monk? Oh yeah, I've, yeah, very well. Yeah, yeah. So never thought about it much before, but he's supposed to be in a, a New Yorky type city for a case. Has to go to a uh, uh, to visit a voodoo practitioner at their store. Uh, they straight up bought the 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 exterior shot of Ray's occult books from <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 and then digitally altered Ray's occult books to say Re- Reverend Jorgensen's Voodoo Boutique and left everything else exactly the same. Oh, there was a man. there was a bunch of people debating this. There were some people that really wanted to believe that they they were fans that faithfully recreated it. I was like, they didn't recreate it. It was molecule to molecule. Like it was if if they recreated it they're insane because uh, uh, that makes a whole lot of I think because Monk was a Sony Studios show there you go. so they probably got a good discounted rate on stock footage and, and used it that way but I uh, think the difference that people are saying seeing is that um, <clears throat> uh, the screenshot they have is, uh, from Ghostbusters 2 is the film as output it to 24 frames a second and then moved back onto the disc uh, whereas, you know, Monk was, what, 10, 15 years later down the line? Yeah. So it's a much cleaner image by comparison. Um, yeah, and maybe a different transfer and a different frame different rate. It transfer, was probably like 2997. And, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it is slightly crisper. That's as, funny. As, but it's exactly, like, it's the same. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, they found some guy to wear the same puffy jacket with the same corduroy uh, <laughs> pants. That's what they did. <laughs> Uh, uh, man. They they, I mean, they found the exact red book to put in that exact shelf in that exact spot. It looks, but it's amazing. I never really thought about it. Now I wonder how much you know. Now when I'm going to be watching shows, I'm going to be looking at exterior shots. Going, huh? It's it's everywhere. I mean, from? Those, those stock images. Any episode of Saturday Night Live, the beginning of the sketch when they show the outside, like exterior of a school or a, a shopping yeah. mall or whatever, it's always something from a film. Uh, nine times out of ten on SNL, it's an Apatow film because I don't know why. Maybe Apatow just shoots stock footage and sends it to SNL, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, cause I think it was at the beginning of this year when I was watching that, uh, that cheese ball Bill and Ted live action show. Um, and, and they used a few shots from, uh, the original Ghostbusters film of people running away from stay puffed, like alternative, uh, shots from Columbus circle. And yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, they're all, it's, it is 
it's something now that I don't feel like they're doing quite as much as they used to when uh, films were sh actually shooting on celluloid film. But yeah, when you would come back from shooting Ghostbusters in New York City, whatever uh, your second unit captured of crowds and establishing shots and environments and, and things like that, uh, they would trim that out and they would keep it in a film can and uh in, in an effort to make more money the film studios would license that out to whoever yeah. wanted it and uh yeah that's why i like the brooklyn bridge and the um oh, what was the one that we also saw from that same stock footage it was it was at least the aerial footage of of the brooklyn bridge uh going into manhattan but a lot of those shots that you could repurpose them for whatever show uh if you don't necessarily see the ectomobile or, or the characters or anything in them um well, yeah the funniest part about the whole thing is that uh if you look at it somebody pointed out um in this step down to the door into and ray's occult books was a real uh, real crap hole. <laughs> the more I look at it, the more I'm like, oh wow, that's really that needs some upgrade. Um, yeah. But he has the big sign out front, and then you step down over the door in the step down is individual letters like those ones you get at the hardware stores. It spells right. out Ray's Occult Books, and there's a, a Christmas wreath hanging on the door for Monk. They didn't bother cleaning that up. It still says Ray's Occult Books. Oh, and there's that's a, funny. And there's a and there's a Christmas wreath on the door. Oh <laughs> so. yeah, I'm sure. Like when, whatever the visual effect they did in Monk, They're, they probably just the sign on the front is the only thing that the they thing masked they out. And yeah, yeah. it's it's you. It's it, it is literally the only thing they changed. Everything oh, that's uh, funny. St. Mark's uh, Diner open 24 hours. Sign is there. Uh, <laughs> they even keep the occult books in the window, like that. The neon sign that says "occult books" is there. That makes uh, sense for the episode too. How funny! It's uh, really, it's really interesting. It was a real, it was a real visual treat to see that. And, yeah. Ghostbusters references and in, in other movies and I TV have, shows. I have Monk. All the seasons of Monk are on Prime. I immediately went and found the episode and confirmed. I'm like, look at that. There, there it is. is. Yeah, Man. they show them on uh, H&I right before uh, before Star Trek reruns. But uh, ah, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, so everybody out there, we want to hear your thoughts, uh, especially on all of the topics this week. Uh, Fan Fest, the Wizard World Los Angeles uh, add-on, uh, the four issues of the uh, IDW comic book series. Uh, t tell us your thoughts hit us up on social media um, give us voicemails uh, we'll play them next week on the show because uh, we want to hear your opinions and thoughts on all of these things and uh, I, I certainly feel more optimistic after uh, talking to you Chris as I usually do uh, which I'm, I'm glad that's 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 mainly what this is this is my Wednesday <laughs> like man I'm really down in a dark cloud and and you, you always talk me back up, so I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's hear what you guys think out there. Tell us. tell This is your format. Please give us your voice because we want to play those for everybody else out there. Well, so uh, I should interject. My final thought, if I had been uh, more of an entrepreneur, would have been um, a certain uh, patch, collection of patches showed up. Uh, Ooh. So yes. uh, for yes, those yes, following yes. on social media, uh, I will be making available cause for those. I will be bringing a bunch down to FanFest, uh, you know, for for free trading and sailing. Uh, I will be selling uh, prior to that. Uh, I have proton charging uh, shoulder patches, logo patches uh, available. Uh, and then just to, to uh, I feel kind of uncomfortable about it. I'm not a huge trader. 
and everybody's like, did you want to trade? And I kind of have to go, I kind of want to make my money back on these. <laughs> so what's what's the polite way of saying, is your Will patch, you buy one? Is yeah. your patch cool? And if it's not, <laughs> do you mind if you buy? Uh, what I'm going to do first is I'm actually going to make them available uh, for sale and then... Uh, I'll just have to play it by ear. Uh, everybody's got fantastic patches. I just don't need hundreds of them because I am not a patch collector. Uh, and then uh, some I'll be taking down to trade and all that. I also should tease people too. Um, the order should be in my lap at the end of May, which means I do not think we'll be making them available. Uh, but find Troy and I at FanFest. That's, let's say there's a certain podcast-specific patch that should be ready for the big show yeah. as well. I, I've seen what you've been cooking up and it's it's very funny. Uh, to, the, to answer your question, yes, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> the uh, the order is in. I oh, it gave is. it I gave it the initial nice. thumbs up. Uh, th- well, because timing's tight. Uh, yeah. As it was, uh, they were like, we can get it to you by like the fourth Unless you do the they, the place I go to, uh, it's uh, thestudio.com. A bunch of people have asked because they do really, really nice patches really fast at a really good price. Um, they you send up their thing. They actually have a designer who will go over it and make sure everything makes sense and will work and clean up stuff and all that. They send you a thing saying, this is what we've done with the design. In my case, <laughs> they were like, design's fine. Uh, this will be twill and this will be stitch. I'm like, great. <laughs> uh, and then what they have is they, if you don't mind them skipping, sending you a physical one to have a look at, uh, they have what they what they do is is they'll do a digital preview for you, and in that case, they um, what they'll send you is an image of the patch. And I don't I don't know what the how their back end system is. It could be a sweatshop of kids working Photoshop. I don't know, but what they do is they send you your your the image of your thing, but it's been. Um, it's well it's been done like it was stitched it actually has texture and, and and all that sort of thing so you can look at it and go oh that's what it'll look like if a you know a, a sewing machine embroiders it out sort of thing and that's what i did with uh, my proton charging ones i gave them the thumbs up they showed up uh, i think it was four weeks later not too bad and uh they look great so i did the same thing this time just so we can have them by the end of May and have that extra week uh, buffer just in case to get them down to fan fest. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, be on the look. Are you going to tease people with what they look like or no? Uh, to be determined. Well, to be determined. Yeah, you know what? When they send me, they haven't sent me that, uh, the proof or whatever, the uh, digital, the digital yeah. preview yet. Uh, and that's when I showed off the, the proton charging ones. Maybe when that shows up, I'll send it to you and then we can decide if we want to tease okay. people with it. Stay. Yeah. Stay tuned. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll tease it. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe you not. Don't know. Maybe, maybe you have to come to fan fest. And we'll give we'll give them all to and, Lou Ferrigno, and you have and to give them. From you have to wrestle Lou Ferrigno, <laughs> uh, anyway. or as we like to call it, Narfle the Garthog. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, poor yeah, Lou. Yeah. Poor Lou. <laughs> There's no reason to be mean to Lou. I was going to say the best part Lou's is a that he's, he's a genuinely awesome dude. So maybe that's why I, I, I poke fun. Also, he's a lot bigger than me, and he'll beat the crap out of me. So it's fine. Yeah, um, that man. Is, <laughs> that man has retained his his uh, yeah. his intimidating size. Let's it's put it that true. Way. It's true. But um, all right. Well, uh, stay tuned. Maybe we'll tease that uh, in, the, in the weeks to come. 
and you will see it soon. Uh, but in the meantime, join us next week. Please hit up the voicemail and, and interact with us on the social medias. We love it. And uh, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so